Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Saw you uh, last week mugging for the camera on the sidelines. You've seen it. It was like stay. right in my face. And I, when I was juice, we were up. We were up. Uh, we were up a, a couple scores, and and it just it was like right there. Like I don't know. It was, it was the first thing that came to my mind. I guess that's just who I am. Uh, that demonstrative nature, maybe even playing a role of antagonist uh, sometimes. Is that something that's always been with you? And where's <laughs> yeah? You can ask some of the, the people from the neighboring high schools that my brother married a girl from our rival high school. My brother will go to an event in there and at, at Randolph. And he'll be like, you know, the people there still don't like you from all the, from all that from all the things that you did when you were when you were playing against them. Fantasy football happy hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Happy Thursday and welcome to the fantasy football happy hour. That was Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni. Doesn't really care what people think. He hasn't been liked since high school. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry. Jay Croucher and Lawrence Jackson. He's like a young Jay Croucher, Nick mean? Sirianni. Yeah, like he does not care what people no. think about him. Never been like. Probably, probably, probably ruins movies. Doesn't care. Plays into the villain. Plays into the villain. Where's you, the black hat? You yell spoilers to Jay Croucher. They will keep coming. A thousand percent. No, I love it. Geno Smith is probably going to win comeback player of the year. Nick Sirianni should win. His personality should win comeback coach of the year. Where was this last year? Right. All of a sudden, the now he's like an amazing content machine. Well, now he's yeah. and now Sirianni. he's winning. Yeah, now he's, he's feeling good. The best team, it helps, you know. Yeah, exactly. You got the number one seed. You can talk the talk. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, and that's exactly what we're going to start with right here: is the Eagles against the 49ers in the NFC Championship. Uh, because I don't really want to start with uh, the Jets hiring Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator. <laughs> so I'm going to swerve right out of the way before. I like. Well, I like the fact that not only did you you skip that, you yeah. skip that news. You skipped introducing Lawrence Jackson. No, you I didn't. skipped no, introducing I didn't. Matthew Barry. You didn't know you were you didn't. No, he introduced us all. You missed Did it. Did not? <laughs> Three against one. You don't even listen to my intro? I don't. Come on, my intro. I don't. I don't expect you to listen Here's to my takes, my yeah. bets, Weird. fantasy, no, the, the intro. No, you know what I am? I'm a, I'm a freaking TV monkey. I sit there and I, I blah, <laughs> blah, 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 Matthew. And then I talk, right? And I just, okay. And then I wait and I wait and then I hear my name again. And then I talk. I'm a, I'm a freaking monkey. So you I don't want to hear one introduction. You missed three. <laughs> I even you didn't even hear your own name. Look, maybe maybe I'm just proud that it took me all season, but I finally learned all of your names. <laughs> How about that? Wow. Maybe that. Maybe and it was just like, I was, it was just like I'm thinking to myself. Okay, okay, that's right. That he's Lawrence. 
which one of these is Jay? Like, Jay, okay, Jay. Because it's hard oh. to tell, you right, know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You mix them up with uh, Lil' John for a while there, too. We all look the yeah. same, talk right. the same, yeah. throw Lil' John in there, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. There, there we go. go. It just keeps coming around. Exactly. So I knew Lil' John. Yeah. Um, you sure about that? Yeah, Instagram did. did not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. We're, we're tight, him and I. We're old buddies. All right. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett is now the offense coordinator of your New York Jets. So both of your guys, New York Jets, you're sitting there, you're Titans wearing New York. The, the Titans yes. of New York. New Nathaniel Hackett is the, uh, is the new Titan of New York. Your thoughts? Real simple. If this leads to Aaron Rodgers, like the Broncos had hoped for last year, home run higher. <laughs> right. If it doesn't, Terrible hire. Right. We're, we're going to keep it that condensed you, right now. Do you want Aaron Rodgers? Do you want that life? I guess. Have, have you seen who the Jets have played a quarterback for the last? I don't, I don't know. know my it's, a more, it's a more wholesome existence. <laughs> <laughs> losing without Aaron Rodgers. Like rooting for the Josh McCowns of the world yeah. Yeah. and Sam yeah. Darnold. Exactly. That's Ryan fair. Fitzgerald. That's a fair. That's a fair. It'll count. be fun though. It'll be fun. Definitely yeah. interesting. Because now he'll have some players again. You know, on both sides of the ball. So now he could really talk his stuff. Now we can get with the Jets. We'll see. I wonder if Nathaniel Hackett's like big, you know, I don't know. I've never met the guy in my life, but I just, I wonder if like his whole thing is just sort of like he lets Aaron Rodgers do whatever he wants. That's exactly it. That is exactly it. So it's just like he wants, you know, it's a little bit like, oh, can, can, when you were a kid and like, oh, can can Shelly babysit? Sure, because Shelly's going to be on her phone the whole time, and yeah. you can just go to town. Five gallons of ice cream. Yeah, exactly, yeah. a thousand percent. That is Aaron Rodgers under Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, it is just, well known. Yeah. Everybody talks about he loves him so much, they never say why. Is it his offensive creativity? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Is it, is it something it, with his mechanics? Right. No, he just loves him. Just, just loves, loves him. He's like, hey, Aaron, he gets check, to, check any play at the line of scrimmage you want. That's right. He gets to care. stay up past his bedtime, watch R-rated movies, and he's right. much ice cream as he wants. Of course. There you go. I there think Hackett go. has found this incredible inefficiency where it seems like teams are just hiring him because maybe Aaron Rodgers will come. So I, after, yes. after the Jets get Jimmy Garoppolo instead of Aaron Rodgers, then next year Nathaniel Hackett goes to Atlanta. And, oh, maybe Aaron right. Rodgers will come to Atlanta. Yeah. Raises yeah. the question. <laughs> what happens when Aaron Rodgers retires? Yeah, then he's done. Well, then right. his yeah. career's over. Yeah. But he's made millions. I was going to say, yeah. I said, welcome my co-host, Nathaniel yes. Hackett. Uh, Hackett. Um, exactly. Yeah. It makes you wonder, is the new, is Aaron Rodgers going with Nathaniel Hackett? Is that the new friends with Sean McVay? Oh, maybe. That might we're be. That's reaching a good that call. That's yes. a great call, actually. That's right. Um, yeah, like, I, I once took a picture with Sean McVay, and I actually got three coordinator <laughs> interviews. Yeah. Right, you came close I too. Came, well, I came close. I got a, I got a cup of coffee. Let, let me know where to sign up for these because I need to get some of them interviews too. I want to, you know, I want to do me some coordinating on some of these <laughs> right. teams. Okay, here. fantastic. Well, uh, listen, I what is it? Fifteen coordinators have now been. Uh, there's now fifteen coordinator openings. Oh yeah, plenty to go around. <laughs> yeah, plenty to saying. go around. Your commanders. Uh, Lawrence commander. calling plays for. I'll go. We'll see DC. who's under center. Sam Howell. Howell. Yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, into that no, one, huh? No, no, no. Well, we young quarterback, rookie. We see, you know, let me just do the mini camp with him. Then if it ain't nothing, then when training camp comes, I'm good. You know, right before training camp, I'm out of He's <laughs> an out clause. He can I'm come back to the happy yeah, hour yeah. if training camp doesn't go. Keep, right. my, seat, keep my seat warm here. Right. All right. Let's get into Eagles. What kind of coordinating would you do? <laughs> you know, pretend I, Jay's I, a quarterback. <laughs> just coordinate him for a second. Can you, hand off, can, can you hand off the ball? You're damn right I can hand I'm off the ball. I'm going to need some running backs. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need the best line in it. I right. might have to go back and get Nate Newton. You right. know, put him next to Trent Williams. Anything so Jay ain't going to have to throw the ball. 
You know, right. we just want to run. We gonna run wishbone yeah. offense. Yeah. Brian Robinson's gonna be really tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He ready. He ready. Yeah, he's gonna be really, really tired. How soon is too soon to fire uh, Lawrence as the <laughs> offense coordinator? He doesn't have the job yet. He's already in the hot seat. Who my quarterback is? That's okay. what you're saying. <laughs> right. All I right. think we have a, we have Nathaniel Hackett Jr. over here. That's not fair. That's not fair. That's what you want. The strategy's sound though. It's what I do on this show. Hasn't filed yet. No. All, right. Nathaniel all right. Anyway, we all think Nathaniel Hackett's going to be a disaster in New York <laughs> unless he gets Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, in which case it'll be fine. Yeah. All will be fine. Eagles Niners, boys. Yes, no. let's go. That's where we start. We started with Nick Sirianni, who's playing into the villain like no other, which I definitely respect. I know yeah. Jay can't get enough of it because like it's Sirianni. his clone. Yeah. Like a betting Australian. <laughs> Look, uh, Barry, let's start with you, actually. Okay, sure. sure surprise here. Because this is, this is your ride or die. It is. This oh, is your yeah, ride no, or die. We want to talk Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts priced at 7200 on DraftKings. That is his salary, obviously, on the higher end, especially when you compare it to the other quarterback in this game, Brock Purdy, at 5300 What are your expectations for Jalen Hurts against one of the best defenses in the NFL under D'Amico Ryans? Yeah, I mean, it just feels like this is a um, this is a low-scoring game, and I get that he has the rushing upside, but just feels like you're 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 better off. I mean, when you when you sit there and you look at, I mean, again, we're talking DraftKings scoring here. When you're sitting here looking at Hertz versus Joe Burrow, who's four hundred dollars cheaper, you know, and gets to face against uh, a Kansas City's defense that gave up the most touchdown passes in the regular season and a team that he's played well against in the past. It's hard to it's hard to argue for Hertz against a Niners defense that allows the fifth fewest fantasy points per game two quarterbacks in the regular season unless you're going somewhat contrarian in a tournament play because yep. I don't think Hurts is going to be a popular tournament play pick. I do feel like a lot of people in DFS will be looking towards the Kansas City Chiefs game. You'll see a lot of Burrow and Mahomes, especially when you consider Mahomes is highest on the slate at 7,600. He's got the bum ankle. Just sort of feels like you either go cheap with Brock Purdy at 5,300 or you're, or you're going with Burrow. Like, so all that said, Jalen Hurts is my ride or die. Let's just talk about – so, I mean, like, it's two things. How do I think he plays in this game, and then do I think he's worth the price in a DFS mm-hmm. matchup? I think given the other options, I think I'd rather save the 400 bucks and go with Burrow. But do I think Jalen Hurts has a good game here? I do. Do I think the Eagles win this game? I do. I think they'll be up, and I think they'll be trying to um, – uh, move the ball actually through the air. To me, that's the way yes. they haven't been able to run. The teams haven't been able to run against San Francisco, but their secondary has been susceptible. I mean, yeah. CeeDee Lamb had over 100 yards in a game in which Dak Prescott played horribly last week. Uh, and so, uh, I mean, again, and like, if he hits Michael Gallup in stride, that's, that's another 50 yards or something like that. So I just, I do think Hurts will be successful in this game. I just, um, so I think he has a good game, like him, just again, it's you have to put it relative to price. One quote on Jalen Hurts uh, on his shoulder. He said, I felt better, but it doesn't really matter. Got to get it done. So Hurts obviously healthy enough to play in a massive, massive game. I, but I said that to my wife last night. <laughs> Literally said that to my wife Gotta last night. Got to get it done. Got to get it done. Got to get it done. I said. With the lights off. I was just with the lights off. With the lights off. Yeah, yeah. That's a thousand percent. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. You can't make the club in the tub. No. You can't, can't keep the, the wife happy in the tub. You can't make the club in the tub. 100%. Yeah. You know. 
It's like it's be fully stretched. 1,000%. Warmed up. We're, you know, rub some dirt on it. Let's you get out there. <laughs> you came on the set in a great mood this morning. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. You were three we minutes will. early? Yeah. I was like, what is he doing? You have plenty of time. I have plenty of time. You're just wasting all this time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a, I had a pre-show meeting. Uh, oh. I, had a, I had a pre-show meeting with my producers. Oh. You know why? Because we got The Miz coming up. We do have The Miz coming up. Should have led with that. I know. Yeah. And I, so, uh, you know, of course... WWE's Royal Rumble is this Saturday on Peacock. Of course, I'm a company man. And uh, and The Miz is joining us later in the show. And so wanted to talk about what we're going to talk to The Miz about. Miz, by the way, a huge... He's, a, he's obviously a superstar, but he is a massive fantasy football player as well. So I'm looking forward to that conversation. If you were in the Royal Rumble, what would your entrance music be that everybody goes, oh, that's Matthew Berry walking uh, down the aisle into the Royal I mean, Rumble? You know, I mean, I think, I think Let It Go from Frozen. Obviously, <laughs> that'd be good. You, you know, catch him off guard. Catch him off guard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let, let, Huge pop like, from the crowd. I'm just walking around. I was looking around. It's uh, just like, let it go, <laughs> let it go. It, it'd uh, be interesting. To cold see. doesn't bother me anyway. <laughs> you know, it's just like a, I'm sorry. Guys. It'd be interesting to see that. coming out with that song. It'd be interesting to see what kind of costume you would have too. Right. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. What should my entrance music be? What do you? What do you? Should be let it go. Slowest. Walk down ever. The slowest walk down. The Royal Rumble would be over by the time you got yeah, to the ring. Like, you know, just <laughs> yeah. something unexpected. It would just. It would have to be something obviously jokey. Something like you know, uh, can you feel the love tonight from Lion King? That'd be pretty good, <laughs> as well. Um, you know, <laughs> your thing is like you're not going to win, and you're not going to win straight up. So you got to get unconventional. Got to go totally weird. Tricks. Yeah, yeah. like the Seahawks going into yeah. San Francisco. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Anyone. Like yeah. Maybe a little, maybe uh, like straight up by Paul Abdul. I don't know. Something. Just keep going. Yeah. Yeah, just, reaching into the back. Yeah, just something, Paul Abdul. Yeah. Something, something crazy. Yeah, control room definitely wants to kill right, me for yeah, getting exactly. this off. In excess. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Australian chorus in excess. In excess has three good songs. By the That's way, true. Yeah, yeah. there are that three good deep. songs. Yeah, they don't go deep. Like yeah, they, they have like three. I have three in excess songs on my <laughs> on my iPhone right now. Yeah, yeah. Never the, the, the three of them. The th- the, yeah, you don't know. got this man going. I know. He, I, he WWE champion now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Pitts video round two. You know what? Mark my words, Lawrence Jackson. I will make my way some <laughs> some way somehow. I will weasel my way onto a WWE broadcast. I do not doubt that. No, yes. I need to do it. Not I don't doubt that at all. I will absolutely. And I will, uh, yeah, and, and so a lot of people like, really, and, and I think my goal is, because you see it here every day on this show, but my goal is to get my ass kicked on as many NBC platforms as possible, <laughs> right? You know, here it's just mentally. But I think, you know, w- whether it's, you know, on USA or Peacock or whatever, just, you know, physically and mentally. Yeah, you yeah. would get put through a table, just this morning. Obviously. Like, I mean, you know. By the way, we should we should, we would put that out on Twitter for charity. Like, who wants to put me through a table? Yeah. We would. I, we might be able to cure cancer. We'll get you on the Premier League. Have Tim Howard throw you through a table. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Content, for content machine blown over here. Jay, let's look at yeah, the other sorry. side anyway, of this like game. Uh, the the value, <laughs> not value. The bargain shopping quarterback is Brock Purdy. So Brock Purdy comes in at fifty three hundred for good reason. Can I take one moment here before we get into Brock Purdy? Yeah, too? sure. Take we'll just no, one. Yeah, moment. yeah. Go. I just want to apologize to the video editors here at NBC Roto World that are going to have to try to cut around that whole nonsense. <laughs> I just want to apologize. Well, they could just skip the entire problem. first twenty minutes of the show. They're like America. All yes. right, go ahead. Yeah, Brock Purdy. Uh, I think he's in trouble. <laughs> this week, I think it's a match up against the Bell. Finally, rings for Brock Purdy. The two. Yeah. 
the two toughest defensive matchups he's had have been home to the Commanders and home to the Dallas Cowboys. Now he's going on the road at Philadelphia. I've never seen Brock Purdy give up on a play. Yeah, I don't believe he knows how to give up on a play. He'll just wheel around. He's still scrambling turns, backwards. Yeah. Sometimes runs backwards, does full turns um, outside of the pocket. So I think it's going to be tough sledding for him. Obviously, Shanahan's going to do everything to scheme up as much as possible. But, I mean, the Eagles' defense is healthy now. And that's what they were yeah. the last month of the season. Josh Sweat is back. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is back. Avante Maddox probably not, but they are loaded. And this pass rush is going to give Brock Purdy a lot of problems. Yeah, I mean, and speaking on the pass rush, you got four guys on this on this front four that has double-digit sacks, right? 39 sacks in 28 quarters. Y'all know that math? I do. That's five and a half sacks per game, and they sack Danny Dimes. Don't check it. Just take my word for it. They sack Danny Dimes five times in the wild card round, right? Like you said, this is going to be something he hasn't seen before on the road versus an actual defense who can, you know, they have the ability to play up to the capabilities that Dallas defense played last week. If they play that same defense, I don't expect their off Jalen Hurts and their offense to be as giving as Dak Prescott was. So, yeah, uh, that's why we got uh, Brock Purdy here at such, at such a bargain, and I'm, and I'm going to stay away from that. He struggled against the pressure last week against Dallas, right? 3 of 11, 24 yards, 3 sacks when the Cowboys brought pressure. Eagles obviously bring pressure quite a bit, third most in NFL history in terms of the sacks this season. They had 75. And, in fact, and to your point, they're healthy. They know this. You know, Nick Sirianni is, is no moron. They're going to be like, all right, we're bringing pressure against the kid, especially on the road at Philadelphia. What's so great about the Eagles' defense, though, is because they have Slay and Bradbury back there, mm. they, can, they can blitz quite a bit. Like, those are two guys that, like, we're okay in single coverage right here. You know what I mean? Like, and they can bring the house against, uh, against Brock Purdy. Uh, Eagles, on the season, top five in terms of fewest fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks here. So and there's no real rushing upside to Brock Purdy. I will say this. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think, again, you're really feeling great about Brock Purdy. The, the, the two things that I will say here is that, number one, just from an NFL standpoint, everything I'm hearing is, is that the 49ers plan this offseason is they're going to let go Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to try to trade him and whatever. And, and that going into camp, it will literally be a legit battle between Brock Purdy and Trey Lance for the Niners starting quarterback job next year. I will say this. If Brock Purdy goes into Philadelphia and beats the Eagles, leads yeah. them to a Super Bowl, and the reason they go to the Super Bowl isn't because he was 3 of 11, but they had the defense had two pick sixes or whatever, like that Brock yeah, Purdy yeah. is one of the reasons why they went to the Super Bowl, that job's his. Job. I just don't, I don't know. How, regardless yeah. of what you do in the Super Bowl, if he goes to Philadelphia and beats the Eagles, the other thing is, is that, to your point about, and we'll talk about some of these position players here, but I, I just think that um, they... Kyle Shanahan's not stupid, and he knows that. And so just as we get into the other players in this game, I think you're going to see a lot of bubble screens to Debo Samuel. I think you're going to see a lot of dump-offs to Christian McCaffrey. You're going to see a lot of stuff trying to get the ball out quickly to counteract what they know is going to be a lot of pressure coming at him. Yep. Let's get into the skill guys then, because there's a lot of high-priced options. We'll go back to the Eagles first, because two premium wide receivers in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith here, Lawrence, where the price is barely different at all. Brown comes in at seven grand. Devontae Smith comes in at 6800 Simple as this. Who's the better play between the two this week? You know, the past couple of weeks, I've been going Devontae Smith, and that's, you know, that's for him to be true. This yeah. week, I'm going to go A.J. Brown. He said a little something this week about wanting to get get the ball. He made sure not to say, like, he made sure to say, yeah, look, I'm not a diva. If I got a block to win, 
that's what we're going to do, but I want to get the ball. They didn't have, he didn't have to get the ball because the Eagles ran all over the Giants, but prior to his 22-yard week against the Giants, he had four straight games of at least 95 receiving yards. So I'm liking him in this game. And like you mentioned earlier, Matthew, they're going to have to throw to win this game because it's going to be too tough to just think you're going to run all over the 49ers' run defense. Yeah, I think with Brown and Smith, the fact that there's only $200 separating them as well, which is a fairly small gap, and it's also not like the Niners play. It's not like they play a ton of man, and Devontae Smith is just going to get Lenoir every play. Like, it is mostly zone stuff, and A.J. Brown's just better than Devontae Smith. Yeah. Devontae Smith's awesome, but he's, A.J. Brown's a different caliber of player. And he's got more touchdown equity, right? I mean, he's just got a better, better chance of getting in the end zone. Uh, by the way, Niners bottom 10 in the NFL in terms of deep touchdown passes allowed. So you certainly could see uh, Brown get into the end zone. The other thing that's nice about Philadelphia is the target tree is fairly narrow. It's really those two guys in Dallas Goddard. Yep. yep. Right. The highest priced player in this game, guys, no surprise, Christian McCaffrey comes in at eight grand. And listen, there's some concerns here at that price. He did not practice Wednesday. He's been dealing with the calf that they showed on the broadcast last week, him nursing the calf when he came to the sidelines. Uh, you have Elijah Mitchell getting workload, although he didn't practice either Wednesday. Barry, is that price just simply not worth it at a massive mark of 8000 um, It's probably not worth it in a, um, uh, in a, in a cash game, right? It's, it's really expensive. Having said that, the problem is, is that you start looking at the other running backs, right? And you're just like, okay, you're going to have to pick a Chiefs running back. You've you got Mixon, who was losing some time to, to P. Ryan. And then, you've, uh, and then on the other side of the ball, you've got... Is it Sanders? Is it Scott? Is it Gainwell? Is it Hurts in terms of how they move the ball running against a tough Niners defense? So whereas I don't think he, he you know, you, generally speaking, you usually want like triple the points on DraftKings. Like so if he's, if he's $8,000, you're going to want like 24 fantasy points from Christian McCaffrey, right? In the, with the 49ers this season, he's averaging 22.5 fantasy points per game. So he needs to have kind of a, a good level. So probably not worth the price. But I don't mind him in a tournament play because I think most people will avoid the high price. And so I don't mind trying to go a little contrarian there. Yeah, there's the perception as well that the Eagles have a bad run defense, and they did for a stretch, but then they just started signing guy everyone yeah, who's ever right. been a yeah. good run defender yeah, in NFL yeah, history. Yeah. And lo- after week 11, they were actually a top 10 rushing defense. So it's not going to be easy to run on the Eagles. Yeah. Right. And, and by the way, he may not be 100% healthy. I mean, right again, yeah, so he didn't, practice, he didn't practice on Wednesday. Under 50 yards rushing in two of the last three. Under 70% of the snaps in two of the last three as well. You know, so I just, yeah, it's, it's pretty pricey um, in a tough matchup. Getting some of that work in, uh, in place of McCaffrey has been Elijah Mitchell, who comes in at just 4,900. Lawrence, any interest there is a bargain play. He does have 50-plus rushing yards in two of his last three games. Yeah, speaking of being contrarian in, in a tournament play, you could go there, you know, just – but the thing is we don't know why Elijah – like, was this part of the game plan? Does it have to do with Christian McCaffrey's injury? They're both a little banged up, so you just don't really know. So – it's like, like Matthew said, when you start looking at the other running backs, like Elijah Mitchell is like, he's up there with the Chiefs running backs when you're, you know, when you're considering guys in some type of timeshare because they're both, uh, you know, a little banged up, both didn't practice. I'd be weary about that a little bit. All right, two lightning rounds here, guys. We'll start with Debo Samuel and George Kittle. Debo comes in at 5,700, George Kittle in the tight end position, 5,200. Barry, which one would you roll with? 
I actually kind of like both in this game. Uh, as you just mentioned, like Avante Maddox, like the, the one area that you can attack Philadelphia is the middle of the field and the slot because Bradbury and Slayer are so good on the perimeter here. But if I had to choose one, Debo Samuel, just there's more ways for him to touch the ball. Yeah. Again, I think you'll see a lot of bubble screens. You'll see him in the backfield, uh, especially if McCaffrey's less than 100%. And so uh, for me, they're, you know, he's 500 bucks more than, more than Kittle. But I do think Kittle's interesting too because he's got a connection there. Uh, with Brock Purdy. If I have to pick between them, give me Debo, but I do think both guys are interesting in this game. Prefer both of them to like Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, both pretty close. I might land Kittle just because he's $500 cheaper, and I think that with the pass rush, just with, like, Kittle's a big guy who's going over the middle to counteract the pass rush a little bit. Purdy, ha- I think Kittle probably has more touchdown equity as well. He's got multiple touchdowns in three games with Purdy, but, yeah, it's close. Debo has more upside, I think, to explode for 150 yards and a touchdown than Kittle does. The, po- the positive on Kittle, 21% target share since week 16 with Brock Purdy under center. The negatives are he's a really good blocker. And again, if they're bringing pressure, they're like, yep. listen, George, just yeah. Yeah, yeah, stay in line and, like, you know, just chip a guy. Lawrence, last one here. Brandon Ayuk comes in at 4,400. Dallas Goddard comes in at 4,100. Dallas Goddard, four straight games of 40-plus receiving yards. Yeah, and Goddard being cheaper, I'll take him over Ayuk since he's returned in Week 16. He's getting five targets, four receptions, and 54 yards a game. Now, in that same span, Ayuk has been better. However, since Debo Samuel has returned from injury, he's getting four-and-a-half targets, three catches, and 52 yards per game. We don't really love that. I, I like Goddard, the team that's going to win, the team I feel like has the better offense. So give me Goddard in that situation. All right, let's close this one out here, guys, looking at the most bet NFC championship prop board. And, Jay, that leads me to ask you, what are your best bets in this game? So my two best bets in this game, one we just talked about him, George Kittle, over three and a half receptions. It's just too low. It's George Kittle. Yeah, and, yes, low. the over is back to minus 150, but he's gone over in six of Purdy's seven starts. think that he will go over. This is the first time that Brock Purdy has ever been an underdog. It's the first time he might have to drop back and throw 45 times. So I think that Kittle will go over three and a half. And then this is a fun one. This is living. Miles Sanders under six and a half receiving yards. He hasn't gone over in the past five games. He's maxed out at one target. He hasn't got multiple targets in any of those games. Niners very good defending running backs in the past game. So Miles Sanders does not get to seven receiving yards, Connor. That's the one you sweat until literally yeah, the last Yeah, it's a terrible bet. Yeah. So it's terrible. It's happy any time. Great for the anxiety. Yeah. Great for the anxiety. But it wins. it wins. With that, we'll take our first break. When we're back, we're doing the same thing By the way, for Chiefs Bengals for the AFC throw this Championship. Out there. If you, you know, if you, want, if you want to just, like, Brock Purdy, eight and a half rushing yards. Eight and a half. Like, again, we, <laughs> we know, know he likes to run around. He's got to be vertical. We know he likes to run around. Exactly. Run north. He, he runs run. backwards. Not east and west. Know, he runs backwards a lot. <laughs> we're back after this. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. 
Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. I don't like barbecue, but I went to I went to Q39. I asked my fans where I should go. I have the stomach of a 10-year-old, right? Like, of a, of a delicate 10-year-old. Let's be clear. Like, I, yeah. Um, but I braved it in Kansas City to do that, and uh, you know what? It was awesome. To be clear, my stomach isn't the only thing of mine that is like a delicate ten-year-old. <laughs> what? <laughs> sometimes they're for me. Sometimes they're for you. There you go. Matthew Barry, toughen it out. Patrick Mahomes, figure it out. Toughen it out. Yeah, we can just move on. Just let it lay. Let it lay flat for a little bit. All right, guys. Chiefs Bengals. This is just. How do I even start? All right. Patrick Mahomes dealing with his own. I'm soft tush. Is what I'm really going for right there, Lawrence. You should just let our minds. No, no, no. Let us wonder. No, but then I thought that's not fair. Let let you have that image on your drive home. Really activated the sickness as we've left the regular season of the NFL. Thank you, Matthew Barry. This is the longest, because normally when I was back at ESPN, the regular season ended and then I was done. But now yeah, we're reaching we, scary waters. I'm right just, now. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying, like, <laughs> there may have been, like, he has been made been right. They've been like, listen, we know you can only do about 17 weeks of content, <laughs> yeah. and then we're done. Yeah, What's right. February so, going to look yeah, like? Oh my god, we just yeah, we're doing a full week at the Super Bowl. Like yeah. that, could oh, yeah, be, that should go fine. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. Uh, yes. The Matthew Barry equivalent of international waters. Yes. <laughs> 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 There's no government, no rules, whatsoever, no policies, no conference championship. All right. Smooth transition here, guys. Let's get into the game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes priced at 7600 Obviously, uh, the higher end of quarterbacks here. Mahomes has said he's ready to go for the AFC title game despite having a high ankle sprain, typically an injury that there'd be no chance of him playing. We know Mahomes has, is just going to play through this game. It's as simple as that. Lawrence, despite the injury with Mahomes, are you still willing to pay up that price uh, for him in Daily Fantasy. Yeah, so I think he'll be fine. First off, I'll say that first, but I won't pay the price because you got Joe Burrow here who's cheaper, Way and, cheaper. They could, and they could put up similar numbers. So even though I feel like the Chiefs will still win this game, when we're talking about picking a quarterback for DFS, give me Joe Burrow who averages 327 yards a game against these Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. He could put up the same numbers for a much cheaper price, so I wouldn't pay up for him. Yeah, the only reason to pay up for him is honestly is to go contrarian because I think almost anyone looking at this for more than 10 seconds is going to be like, uh, why not take the cheaper guy who's healthy? Yeah. You know, like who gets to throw to Jamar Chase and gets to face a Chiefs defense that gave up the most touchdown passes during the regular season, gave up the third most fantasy <laughs> points per game to opposing quarterbacks, you know, is averaging over 20 fantasy points per game in the playoffs this year. Uh, to your point, uh, Lawrence, against these Chiefs, the three games that, you know, the Bengals have all won against the Chiefs, 327 passing yards per game, eight touchdown passes in those three games, just one interception. Like, I think Mahomes will play well. I'm with you, but I don't think he plays $400 better than Joe Burrow here. Yeah. Uh, firstly, the, the video of Mahomes at the press conference and when he walked down the steps and kind of had a little hop, he looked fine walking out. That moved the line two and a half points after that came out. Wow, it went from Bengals works. minus one and a half to Chiefs minus one. So uh, everyone is watching Patrick Mahomes and his gait very, very closely in the betting world. I agree. I think he's probably going to be 
80% of Patrick Mahomes. I think probably the consensus that I hear that is forming and the uh, un, unsubstantiated consensus is that he'll probably look fine inside the pocket and then not good outside the pocket. So he'll probably just stay inside the pocket. Uh, but I think Mahomes will play relatively well, but Burrow is definitely the, the safer play. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what his rushing prop is, but I'd take the under on it. <laughs> yeah, no one's offering it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no exactly. So there you go. Uh, they haven't posted a line yet. But yeah, like we're not expecting a lot of mobility there from... Patrick Mahomes, but I will also say is is that like again he's walking around fine, and even though right maybe he's at eighty percent, but the fact is is that when you're out there and the adrenaline's going and whatever you got Trey Hendrickson on your ass, like you're running, like yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I realize my leg hurts, but yeah. I'm going. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And I speak from experience. There. <laughs> Look, he just the Jaguars after that injury, he fell into like a six or seven yard gain after that. So yeah. you yeah. know it definitely be over on the rushing front. Yeah. Very in play. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we know the chalk play for his pass catchers is Travis Kelsey. No surprise there. He's priced at 7800 You're going to pay up for a dominant threat. But is there any value at all with anyone else in this offense in terms of the pass catchers? You have Juju Smith-Schuster coming in at 4700 Here's the problem, Barry. Juju has nine catches in his last four games. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not in on Juju, but I will answer the question, is there value anywhere else? And I think there's two places. Number one is I, I do think Jarek McKinnon. I think people will be off McKinnon this week because he had the poor game last week because from the box score, uh, uh, you know, Isaiah Pacheco had the better game. But if you look at it, McKinnon played more snaps, played uh, played more snaps, got more um, uh, got more route, ran more routes. And in a game in which I think they're going to have to throw to keep up, and we know how good the Bengals are at bringing pressure. And again, Mahomes isn't going to be as mobile. They're going to want McKinnon. Uh, they're going to want McKinnon, who's the better pass protector back there, right? I mean, because again, they've got a less than 100% Patrick Mahomes. So I think McKinnon plays even more snaps. Again, he outplayed him, he outsnapped him, and, out, and ran more routes than last week. It just didn't show up in the box score. But McKinnon's been the better running back for the majority of this uh, latter part of the year. Give me McKinnon in a game in which I think Kansas City will have to throw, and I think he's going to be on the field quite a bit. Lawrence, you rolling with McKinnon over Pacheco? Oh, yeah, for the same reasons. And he got 11 carries last week, too, right? So that's something we're not used to seeing every week. Again, because of Patrick Mahomes' injury, they'll lean more on the run game for it as, far, as far as both running backs are concerned. So you add some of the rushing to his receiving value. So I had to go with him. And as you said, Matthew, uh, being a better pass protector. Jay, a little bit of a slump on the Bengals' side of things for T. Higgins. Under 40 receiving yards in five of his past six games. Uh, he's priced at 5400 Is this a bounce-back spot for Higgins? I think so. I mean, the total in this game is 47.5. It's going to be high scoring. The one concern I would have is that the reason everyone wrote off the Bengals last week was, was because of their offensive line. And I think a big part of that was that they were in the snow and it got mitigated. The Bills' pass rushes were mitigated a bit by the, it's just harder to rush the pass yeah, when no you have to go through snow. And so uh, I do think that that might hurt the Bengals this week. I don't think their offensive line will play as well. But look, Burrow's done whatever he wants against the Chiefs every time they've played. So I think that Higgins and Chase will be fine. Barry, we started off the show talking about Christian McCaffrey's high price of 8000 and you countered, well, good luck with the rest of the running back plays. Joe Mixon comes in at 6500 well, we've seen Samaji Pirine 40% plus snaps in both playoff games. So is that a reason to just stay away from Mixon? He, he's averaging 49% of the snaps in the playoffs. That's Samaji Pirine is, which, by you know, so you just look at the other side. That's leaves only 51% for Joe Mixon. <laughs> Did that math in my head. No big deal. NBD. Good just job, saying, good like, job. just like, you know, uh, I'm not just good looks. I'm also a math genius. Um, <laughs> the positives of Mixon are that he's getting involved in the passing game. Over five targets a game over the last five as well. 
Chiefs give up the second most targets per game to opposing running backs. So the fact that Mixon might be involved somewhat in the uh, in the run game, they look the game's at Arrowhead. They clearly wanted to uh, you know take all the cliches you want, but they did clearly want to establish the run last week against the Buffalo Bills. I think you could see Mixon get uh, a decent amount of work here in a game in which they they're going to need him. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind him at 6,400. I think they're, like, again, I don't, you know, I, I prefer McKinnon to Pacheco. I don't think I really want any of the Eagles running backs here. McCaffrey's too high priced. So you're really choosing between basically three guys, like Mixon, McKinnon, and McCaffrey. McCaffrey, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, if you want, if you want to, you know, roll the dice on Sanders, I suppose. But um, so, yeah, I don't mind, I don't mind Mixon. I don't mind Mixon there. P. Ryan will be more involved. That's that's really what you're. That's the only concern there on uh, on Joe Mixon is how much run does Samaje P. Ryan gets. But it does feel like they're, um, you know, in a game like this, they're going to want to lean down the veteran. All right, Lawrence. Real quick, let's look at the clearance rack here. You got Tyler Boyd at thirty eight hundred, Hayden Hurst at just three thousand, Kadarius Tony at thirty seven hundred, and MVS sitting there at thirty six hundred. Is there any of these four that you'd consider playing? Yeah, Kadarius Tony at 3,700, right? Travis Kelsey led the Chiefs in a large margin with 17 targets uh, last week. Take a big drop, and the next guy was Kadarius Tony with seven catches, made five catches. Uh, sorry, seven targets, made five catches and 36 yards out of that. Also had the 14-yard rush where he almost scored the touchdown. Then he got stopped at like the two or the three-yard line. He's looking like, like I we thought this a few weeks ago. With every week, he's getting more and more involved, and it's clear that, you know, I don't know, maybe it's now that they're realizing, like, yeah, he better than Juju, because we are, we can't count on Juju, so if you can't count on another Chiefs receiver, take a shot with a guy who's this cheap on the slate, who's got upside. I don't disagree with anything you just said about Kadarius, Tony. Two things I want to mention. One thing I wanted to mention on Mixon real quickly was the fact that with their offensive line issues, the key has been is getting, getting the ball out quickly for, for Joe Burrow, and that involves the running back as well. And also, that's when it's easier to run block than it is to pass block. So in general, I do think that's another way to mitigate some of the injuries they've had on the offensive line is by running Mixon quite a bit on the road at Arrowhead. The other bargain bin guy that, again, wouldn't want in a cash game, but in DFS, I think it's sort of interesting, and I wouldn't mind kind of a, a you know, uh, putting a bet on any time touchdown, is Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Yeah, yeah. Just because I think he'll see some Eli Apple. And I think Eli Apple, who's been running his mouth doesn't on make a social lot of media, <laughs> he doesn't make a lot of friends. And uh, I just think uh, Eli Apple is burnable, is, uh, is oh, very sure, burnable. Sure, and, I, yeah. and I think that... He'll find himself on MVS. They're going to take a couple of shots and try to pick on Eli Apple in this game. And I think MVS is the most likely candidate. You could see some Justin Watson. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, I don't mind a, uh, you know, a small bet on uh, anytime touchdown for MVS yeah. or, uh, again, in the bargain week. bin. Yeah. Plus 333 on BetMGM. MVS, anytime there you touchdown go. score. All Plus right. Plus 333. Let's close this out looking at the most bet AFC championship prop board. Jay, what are your best bets looking at this game? Two best bets. One, we've talked about him. Jarek McKinnon, over 27 and a half rushing yards. He played 44 snaps last week, 65% of the snaps. 27 and a half is just too low for a running back in a Patrick Mahomes offense. Playing that much, maybe Mahomes is limited, and McKinnon is running more. And then my second bet, this is an easy one. Chiefs money line. Chiefs are winning this game. There you go. And the way to think about this is last week, Bills and Chiefs were rated about the same. 
Bills closed six-point favourites home to Cincinnati. Now the Chiefs are only one-point favourites. And obviously Mahomes being limited and Cincy looking awesome last week has to bridge the gap a little bit, but five points is too big of an adjustment. I think the Chiefs should be two-and-a-half-point favourites. I think they win. I'm with you on that one. All right, I'll guys. Give you, can I give you two quick ones real yeah, quickly? Yeah, please. First off. We had a kicker prop here. Evan McPherson over one-and-a-half. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Money Mac. Him and Butker both uh, over one-and-a-half. Over one-and-a-half one field and goals. That one. and, and, and again, just off the MVS thing, uh, longest reception, 17 and a half yards. Yeah. I kind of like that one, too. Sure. If he gets so, right, one, you think it's over one, that. It's over yeah. 17 Take and that, Eli Apple. Right. We're going to break. When we're back, WWE superstar The Miz joins the show. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. I know what you're thinking, but don't you worry. I didn't forget about my fantasy football trade. I might need a little wine, but I'm focused. I'm going to get this deal done. Step one, draw your wife a bath. Oh, my God. Step two, grab a bottle of champagne and some strawberries. Love you. Step three, find the nearest computer and finalize this deal. Hey, do you guys have a business center? Mm-hmm. That's how it's done. Hey, oh, you're out. At the end of the day, you'd rather do a little online game instead of getting naked with me. You want to get naked? Let's get naked. Look, there, done, let's go. Oops. Come on, look. Brace. Come on. Come on. And that piece of genius is, of course, Mike the Miz, the Miz, the A-lister. Don't tell me you've never been in that situation before. Your wife, you know, wants to spend her time with her, but you've got a big deal, a big trade that needs to be done right then and there. And you kind of just maneuver. A thousand percent. The only difference is, the only two differences between me and you, and that's because I've done exactly that. I've done all those things to try to get some uh, alone time uh, to try to distract my wife uh, while I do a fantasy football trade or waiver wire pickup or lineup setting. The only difference is there haven't been cameras on me, and, and my wife can't kick my butt. Um, I'm pretty sure your wife can kick my butt. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. She's absolutely. one of the longest reigning women's champions in WWE history. She, she is a superstar, as, as, you, as are you, my friend. You're the first ever two-time WWE Grand Slam champion. And you are here because we want to talk about the fact that the road to WrestleMania begins at Royal Rumble. 30 men, 
30 women competing for championship matches at WrestleMania. So we want you to watch Royal Rumble this Saturday live at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And every WWE premium live event is only right here on Peacock. Um, and so, Miz, let's talk right now about that. That's, that's a clip from your show, um, Miz, and, Miz and Mrs., which is on USA Network, right? Yes. Uh, I think the two, two important questions, I think, off that, off that clip. Number one is, do you remember what the trade was? Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I would get Jonathan Taylor, and I believe I was trading nothing. Like, right. like literally, like, bench, bench people for Jonathan Taylor. And it was when Jonathan Taylor's, that was his year. Like, we, it was like, oh, yes. It wasn't last year. It was no, the I- year before that. And so it's when you wanted Jonathan Taylor, and it sent me to – I didn't win the league, but I got in second place. So it was kind of, I was the first loser, which I always can't stand because there's this one league I call the awesome fantasy football league where you could win the George and the George is our fantasy championship. It has my dad's face on it. That's why it's called the George. His name is George, uh, which you could see on Miz and Mrs. He's on all over the show, but I want to win this title so badly, but I can I can never win it because this league is so tough. And this year I thought I was actually going to get it because I had Jonathan Taylor as a keeper. Javante Williams as a keeper. I thought Michael Pittman was going to do something because at the beginning of the year, everyone was like, Matt Ryan. Oh, he's going to be as Julio Jones. Oh, this is going to be great. And then I had Travis Kelsey as my tight end and everything went to hell because everyone got injured. I had to make trades, finagle things, did terrible in that league. But I did win my Alice and Friends in chains, Allison Chains and Friends League, which it was for charity. Uh, I, we all play for Connor's Cure. We donate something and then we put it up for auction. And this year I actually won and my quarterback actually went down. It was Jalen Hurts went down and I had to pick up someone. So who did you pick up? Danny Dimes. And Danny go. Dimes got me like 50 points in my championship. So I was pretty stoked. And now all the money and all the proceeds that we raise are going to Connor's Cure, which is to raise money for pediatric cancer. Which is an amazing thing. I played in the Allison Chains Charity League before as well. Those guys are great guys, and they do a great job with it. So congratulations on that championship right there. My other question about the clip was, and then we'll get back to your fantasy on nerddom, which is really what it is. Um, but my question about that is, like, so the trade was for Jonathan Taylor. Did you eventually that night end up getting naked with your wife? Were you able to talk I, your way into that? You're I a pretty figure out guy. my way. Let me tell you something, Matt. But yeah. something about me, okay? Sure. When I have a goal and I have set out on that goal, I achieve that goal. So even though she gets a little upset about my, she can't stand, by the way, my fantasy football, because I'm in like five leagues and I'm dedicated. I'm motivated. I'm listening to your show all the time, which sorry to say, my wife isn't a big fan because she does not like football at all. Like my wife, if I'm watching football, she's like changing it to a cartoon. So my daughters can watch the cartoon. And so I have to go to another room to watch it. So, uh, yeah. So, but I'm able to finagle things. And uh, and I finagle my way into my wife. I she can say I don't know if you can say that. It's Peacock. I'm sure it's it's fine. Um, yeah, it's, it's fine, it's, right? It's, yeah, it's totally good. Everything uh, everything goes on Peacock. But I was gonna say, like, what I was gonna say is like clearly to anyone watching that may not know, people that are just fans of you from whether it's Ms. and Mrs. or whether it's from from wrestling, they may not know that. Like you're one of us. Like that's a th- like we were talking. This is a true story. We were like, hey, we've got the Miz on. We're going to promote Royal Rumble. Um, we were thinking we could ask him about this match. And I'm like, guys, like I've known Miz, like you and I have never met, but we we follow each other on social media. And like I'm like, Miz is a hardcore fantasy player. 
Like, the interview can just – I promise you, we could just talk fantasy football and Miz will be will, will uh, be absolutely fine on this as well. So, which one – you have – you're in five leagues. You, I know you already mentioned the Allison Chains League, so you're probably in some celebrity leagues. So, do me a favor. What's the most important league to you? And then name drop. Who's the most famous person that you play with in another league? Because I know you're a superstar. You get invited into a lot of these celebrity leagues. Oh man. I mean, so my, my most important league, obviously it's, it's hard to say because the one I'm most dedicated to is the one from my back home in Parma, Ohio. Uh, it's with all my friends from Cleveland. Uh, I've known them since we were kids. We've played since we were kids and we're still playing to this day and it keeps us attached. Like I live in Los Angeles now, they all live in Cleveland and we all just live different lives, but Fantasy football allows us to still have that common ground, that 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 conversations uh, that that we still have since we were kids, and just a lot of smack talking. You can win the George, but then there's my other leagues that every other league I'm in, I could win charity. Like it's for charity, it's for Connor's Cure, it's for pediatric cancer, and so I'm always dedicated and motivated for those. Uh, you know, the NFFC league that I was in this year, I I, tr- I tried to draft very differently in every league. So I'm not put with the same type of team because if I if if I mess up and which I did in my awesome fantasy football league because I went running backs and I don't think this year was a running back type of draft like I went really weird with my NFFC because a lot of people go for wide receivers so I kind of did that plan and I ended up with like Jamar Chase I ended up with uh, Kelsey uh, Waddle uh, and my running backs were like Damian Harris. And then I had Brees Hall, who I thought was going to shine out, and he was. And then all of a sudden, he gets injured, and then just injury after injury after injury. Like, if you can get rid of the injury bug, you can win your league. And then having Burrow in in like 90% of my leagues, because Burrow went probably seventh round, in a seventh, eighth round yeah. in my leagues. And Burrow was like top five every single week. Just, he's been dominant. And, and you just look at this guy, and you're like, is he the next coming of Brady? I don't think so. I think he's going to be one step up from Brady because I believe he was younger as he first came in, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. No, I think, look, Burrow's going to be awesome. And, in fact, you know, the NFFC, which you mentioned, is a, is a, is a large, high-stakes tournament. And so you always want to try to kind of zig where other people are zagging because just sort of going by normal ADP tends not to win those kind of large tournament leagues. So I think that it's was – so that hard. Was, it's yeah, so it's difficult because everyone is so knowledgeable. But yes. I actually did really well. Um, I think I got, like, top three get to go to the next round or something like that, and I got fourth which I got so many injuries and it's so hard on the waiver wire with these leagues because there's no trading and I'm, right, I'm no. I love to trade. That's one of my favorite things to do is just trade. And I guess you could say murder people because yep. they, they think they're getting a great trade and they're not like this year. I made, I made one trade that I was like, I needed running backs. So I traded Kelsey for ETN Pickens and Dallas Goddard. And this was before Dallas Goddard got injured. Right. And so I was like, oh, I'm in the money. And not only that, it was a keeper league. So I get a, a ETN as like a 12th round keeper. So I was like, I'm dominant. And then it just, Kelsey's Kelsey. Kelsey is who he is. And I'm, 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 I think every year I'm just going to get Kelsey in the first or second round from now on. Yeah, well, at some point he's going to hit the wall, but it doesn't look like it's going to be anytime soon. He's been and he was even when he finished the wall, though. This guy is so knowledgeable. Like, do you listen to his interviews? Some of the things that he knows, a tight end shouldn't oh, know. Huge. This is what a quarterback should know. So even if he does slow down, I think he's going to be able to find the open spaces because he's There's- that smart. 
Well, and right, he's, he's with the right quarterback and the right coach to be able to help him do that. So there's no question uh, uh, about that. Um, Ms., let's, uh, let's talk about this in terms of, uh, in terms of fantasy football. Like, you, you talked about you being trading. I, like, I would not want to trade with you because I'd be like, I'd be like, well, Ms. is going to kick my ass um, uh, if I, uh, you know, you, uh, you're both uh, sharp in the, in the, uh, in the ring and uh, in, in fantasy football here. Uh, do you play in any leagues with any other WWE superstars? Uh, Seth Rollins is people? in. Seth Rollins is in another league with me. Uh, in my Allison Chains and Friends League, it's uh, Mike Inez and Jerry Cantrell from Allison Chains, Jeff Garland, James Roday, Michael Bublé, uh, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. So you know you got a bunch of people. Then Seth Rollins, I play with. Uh, and uh, we're always talking fantasy football. Like in the locker room, like a lot of the guys play fantasy football because honestly, it's one of those things that it gets you even more involved. Like I can't stand when a football player goes, I don't even watch fantasy. I don't care. It's like the go-to thing, but don't they realize that the reason a lot of people watch football is because of their team and the reason they're not just cheering for – the reason I'm not just cheering for the Cleveland Browns, but I'm cheering for other players – and invested in other players is because of fantasy football. So I think everyone needs to start more appreciating, uh, you know, in interviews. Like I love Austin Eckler, you know, I'm actually in a league with Austin Eckler. And I was like, this is great. He should be in a league. More people should be in a league. And he he didn't, he didn't even get himself by the way in the league because everyone took him. (laughs) He was like the third pick and he traded up to go to the second pick. And the first pick was Austin Eckler, which was a great pick this year. Yes, it, it was. We actually had Austin on this show as well, and he told that story as well, which is awesome. Um, Isn't yeah, he great? Don't let Austin, don't, you, yeah, you, don't let Austin Eckler get Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler's no. too good. Austin That's Eckler's, right. Uh, yeah, Austin Eckler's too good. Like, you know what? Josh Kelly can draft himself. Um, but, yeah, Austin Eckler doesn't get, to, uh, doesn't get to draft himself. Hey, let's talk Royal Rumble here for a second. So I noticed, like, you know, you're, you're a massive champion, and yet I noticed you're not on the lineup. Is, is there a chance we could still see you at Royal Rumble? Miz, what's Anything going on? The fans want what the fans the, want. The Royal Rumble is my favorite match. If you've never seen a WWE show, a WWE match, you don't know what it is, what it's like, this is the show to watch. Royal Rumble, as a child, was my favorite. It got me hook, line, and sinker. 30 superstars. Two superstars start in the ring. And then a minute and a half goes by, another superstar enters. Then another minute and a half goes by, another superstar enters. Until all 30 are in the ring. Now, those superstars that are in the ring are trying to throw each other over the top rope. So the first superstars, you could be in the ring for three seconds, or you could be in the in the ring for like an hour. Like, I've had both. I've had both where I've been in the ring where I literally ran out and literally got thrown out right away. And I've also been the first person to be in and literally go through all 30 and just make it to the end and not quite end up being the champ. I've never won the Royal Rumble. It's one match that I have always wanted to win uh, because it was my favorite as a child. It's my favorite premium live event that WWE has. It's full of surprises. It's action-packed, and it's very difficult, and it's the road to WrestleMania. This starts the all the programs that is going to happen to our Super Bowl, which is WrestleMania, and this year it's at SoFi Stadium, two nights, April 1st and April 2nd, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it's so big that you couldn't just hold it in one night. So so it's it's definitely intriguing. It's engaging. It's fun, and the crowd is so interactive. Love seeing them back. You know, cheering 
who they love, booing who they hate. They always kind of boo me, but that's quite all right. So as far as Royal Rumble's concerned for me and my career, I definitely want to be a part of it, but I'm not going to reveal any secrets. The reason being is I like the element of surprise. Yeah. I'm going to surprise my competitors. Uh, and uh, listen, I think it's going to be awesome. As you mentioned, the road to WrestleMania begins at Royal Rumble. 30 men, 30 women competing for championship matches at WrestleMania. Be sure to watch Royal Rumble this Saturday live at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And every WWE Premium Live event, of course, is only on Peacock. Mike, we will follow you on Twitter at MikeTheMiz. We will check out Miz and Mrs. on USA Network. And listen, next year, you've never slid into my DMs. Let me hook you up. Matt Camp told me uh, earlier this week that uh, he's been giving you some bad advice. So, uh, oh, my God. I said Javante Williams was going to be the man, and he told me he was going to stink, and the Denver Broncos were going to stink. And this was when I was like, they got Russell Wilson. They're going to be amazing. They're going to be incredible. Their defense is going to be stacked. And then he was right, and I was so aggravated by that because I don't like it when Matt Camp is right, ever. Awesome. Well, listen, next year we will definitely have you back. We'll talk Browns and uh, Browns and fantasy. Thank you, Miz. Good luck if you you do wind up at Royal Rumble this weekend. We'll be back right after this. The action never stops at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code BERRY and your first wager is risk-free. Up to $1,000. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code BERRY to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. And if you want to get in on the action, it is time for last call. We are looking at best bets for playoff stat leaders. Something to know here, guys. This is not just for the conference title games. This also will count in the Super Bowl. So choose wisely. And, and, and this is, I think, it's, it includes games that have already played. Yes. Exactly. So Which like, leads to Burrow being playoffs, a heavy favorite. Who has yeah. the most playoff passing yards and obviously like if you think the if you think the Bengals win for the fourth time in a row against the Chiefs Joe Burrow at plus 110 makes the most obvious sense. Yes. I think uh, the best bet on the board here is uh, Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, yeah. uh, but I think that the Chiefs will beat the Bengals, and then that knocks out Burrow, who's the favorite in the market. I also think that the Eagles will win, which knocks out Purdy, who is in front of Mahomes and Hurts. So I think that uh, Mahomes is the best bet. Let's get into playoff receiving yards here, guys. Jamar Chase leads the board at plus 150. A pretty loaded board here. Lawrence, anyone you like besides the front runner and Chase? No, we like simple things. I'm going to keep it simple. <laughs> I, ex- I expect, like Jay, for the Chiefs to win. So that gives you Travis Kelsey right here at 650. He's, he's already got 98 receiving yards. So give me him. I expect the top two there, Chase and Samuel, to be out after this week. A.J. Brown is sort of interesting to me at plus 2,000. I know he had the bad game last week, but I think the Eagles win, and I think he'll be a big part of it. And then, you know, and then he'll be in the Super Bowl. Yep, I think Brown and Smith, both at 20-1. Yeah. to 1. I think those are the two yeah. best bets. And, and Smith has a well. little bit of a head start on him, too. Yep. yep. This really just comes down to who do you think is going to win. Exactly. Yeah, pick the biggest much. target. going to be Chiefs and Eagles. So. Chiefs and Eagles. Chiefs I think and it's Eagles, baby. I think it's Man, the I'm on the Niners on this test. Anyone? I'm on the Niners. You're on the Niners. I'm on the Niners. Uh, I'm on the Chiefs as well, but Niners. You, so you, Chiefs you, and Niners, friends. the three of us are the Andy Reid Bowl. For Lawrence, Jay, and Connor, I'm Matthew Berry. Thank you, Miz. Peace out. Watch Royal Rumble on Saturday. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.